minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. השולחן ארוך, תמונות ילדות על הקיר, שיירות לבנות חוזרות מבית כנסת. והריח הזה, ששורק לי את הלב, מתגנב, מתגנב, ופותח דלתות, אל אושר קטן, אל אותו שיר ישן, שעובר אצלנו במשך דור. Matanot Kanot, 
מסביב לעולם. יש צרות, דאגות, החיוך נעלם. מחר תראה רק שחור, כי גם זה יעבוד. והכל יסתדר, כי השם יעזור.
Kunstler, I turn to you to um, guide us through this playlist. What sure. should we do next, live gonna, on air? 
on live on air. We're going to do Split the Sea. Mm. This is on the brand new CD. This is on the new C- CD. And what yeah. uh, inspired this, the Split the Sea selection? This is the oldest song on the album. This I did my second year while I was learning in Yeshiva in Israel. I'm just, it just, I don't know, the lyrics just came, the song just came, and it features incredible, on the album version, incre- incredible harmonies by Yitzhi Spinner. Mm. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. It's definitely our most interesting track. I haven't uh, heard this one yet. Is it God's directive to split the sea? Is that it? Is it's it? actually kind of like through uh, the eyes of Nachshon and mm. Aminadav, you know, kind of asking. Jumping Hashem. in. Yeah, just uh, get into the water. Making it know. happen. Yeah. Ayyei Kunzler, Avidan Moskowitz. It's live music uh, Thursday here at JM in the AM.
Christ on dry land to be forever free. Today I'm in the AM. Fantastic, Arya Kutzler. Oh yes, he's fantastic. All right, that was Arya Kutzler way back. Oh, when did that album come out? Um, seven years ago or so. That was his appearance on JM in the AM with a split the C unplugged version uh, done that morning, uh, going way back in time. And of course, uh, now our bonus JM ended with uh, one of his uh, great selections from the Kosher Halftime Show 2017. If you haven't seen it yet, we encourage you to do so. Go to YouTube, go to our homepage, NahumSiegel.com, and check out the... Um, Check out the uh, Kosher Halftime Show 2017. As Daf Yomi, it says, jamming. He says this on the app, and he's right. We were jamming on that one, or at least Arya Kunstler was. Uh, <laughs> as always, he says, a nice way to start my early morning in reference to bonus JM, uplifting and relaxing. I appreciate that. One of our listeners says, good morning, Nachum Hubble as well. Chance to play some MBD, perhaps the Mashiach song. Thank you. We have some MBD queued up. A nice MBD classic we'll get to. And Jonas says, good morning from uh, from work. Love JM Bonus. Can you play some Nissan Black or God Elbaz? Maybe we'll do both coming up here at JM in the AM. It's Tuesday, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Let's see, before the R.E.A. Kunstler split the sea, you heard Benny Friedman both with the Tikva and Ashira Lashem. Kapara done by Avremo, Miami Mizrach and Lo Yonum. Matanot Ktanot as Rami Kleinstein. Uh, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Tuesday on this February the 14th, day 18, Chai Shvat, 5777. 29 degrees, wind chill at 22, 67% humidity, winds west at 6, mostly sunny, high of 42. Then tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 36. Tomorrow, mostly clear. Oh, no, mostly cloudy tomorrow with a high temperature going up to 49 degrees. Wow. Yerushalayim is at 43. We're at 29 with a wind chill of 22 on a Tuesday here at JM in the AM. And um, today is the day that Prime Minister Netanyahu has landed in Washington, D.C. This is the first time he's visiting Washington since the election of uh, Donald Trump. He landed in Washington, according to the Jerusalem Post, for his first meeting with U.S. President Donald Trump amid calls by right-wing members of his government to annex part, if not all, of Area C of the West Bank, otherwise known as Judea and Samaria. Netanyahu did not address the complicated issues surrounding the Israeli-Palestinian conflict when he landed at Andrews Air Force Base and when he left Ben-Gurion International Airport earlier in the day. He focused instead on the global U.S.-Israel relationship and the strong ties that he has with Trump, who he has known since the 1980s, telling reporters that he believed their Wednesday meeting would be a positive one. As a sign of the warm feelings between the two men, Netanyahu is staying at the presidential guest quarters, Blair House, arriving there by motorcade immediately after landing. He has already begun consultations with his advisors for his meeting with Trump, including Israel's ambassador to the U.S., Ron Dermer. Wednesday's meeting in the White House, the first since Trump's inauguration, will help define the policy agendas of both countries on integral issues such as Iran, Syria, and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Iran and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict had been persistent sources of tension between Netanyahu and former President Barack Obama. The two leaders are expected to be largely on the same page on these two specific issues, even though there remain points of disagreement. 
Complicating matters was Monday night's resignation of Trump's national security advisor, Michael Flynn, who had helped coordinate the visit with his Israeli counterparts, particularly the parts of the meeting that deal with Iran. On Sunday, Netanyahu told the weekly government meeting that security issues were his top priority, but members of his party and the coalition's right flank, the Bayit Yehudi Party, have focused on the Israeli-Palestinian issue, arguing that now is the right time to redefine the conflict. Some 12 Likud ministers and parliamentarians called on him to introduce the idea of annexation into the meeting. Right-wing politicians have also called on Netanyahu to renounce the idea of a Palestinian state and to push for U.S. acceptance of Israel's right to build anywhere in Area C of the West Bank, which at present is under Israeli military and civilian rule. Netanyahu has already privately told ministers that he plans to stand by his support for a two-state solution. It's expected that he will advance a much more cautious plan of U.S. support for construction in the settlement blocks. It is a move that is consistent with past U.S. policy as outlined under the Clinton parameters. It would also allow Trump to push forward with plans to renew the peace process, even though the Palestinians have insisted that they will not hold direct talks with Israel unless it frees his old Jewish building over the pre-1967 lines, including in Jerusalem. So the Prime Minister is here. He's in the United States. There will be a meeting between the Prime Minister of Israel and um, the President of the United States, Donald Trump. Those are the issues, as outlined by the uh, by the writer in the um, at Jerusalem Post. And uh, we will continue to focus on all of this in the next opportunity we have to analyze the news from uh, Israel and the Jewish world. Obviously, we will concentrate on this interesting upcoming encounter between the Prime Minister and the President. J.M. in the A.M. 24 minutes before 7 o'clock as we say good morning. Yeshiva League sports update at 7.20 this morning as the action in the Yeshiva League continues to heat up. And plenty more coming up here on a Tuesday at J.M. in the A.M. including a discussion about our beloved Sinai Institution, the Sinai Schools, which are doing so well and which have a great big fundraiser coming up. We need everybody's assistance with. We'll do all of that between now and 9 o'clock if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
Before that, we had God Elbaz and Nisim Black by request with that Hashem Melech. And uh, I just have to um, start reminding our audience that I think one of the more interesting encounters um, that we've had recently at JM and the AM uh, is going to occur tomorrow. Uh, Mayor Kay, who many of you are familiar with, probably um, uh, anybody who saw the video of the uh, nice Jewish boy arranging for a Super Bowl party for homeless people in New York City. If you saw that video, that's Mayor Kay. He is scheduled to visit us tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM, which means in the 7 o'clock hour, I'll have an opportunity to um, to speak with him. That's number one. And uh, get down to some of the, uh, some of the things that... Um, 
that uh, he's well known for and that he's done in the past. And in addition, he'll be uh, he'll be filming some uh, inside our studio segments that he'll be using for um, for his audience as well. So Mayor K, many of you familiar with him, many of you have seen his videos. If you recall somebody who uh, <laughs> who spent a great deal of time high-fiving New Yorkers, do you remember that? Uh, that's him. So he is scheduled to be in our studio tomorrow morning. Again, it should be a very interesting and uh, and fascinating encounter. I'm sure a very interesting dialogue. And um, I hope you'll find it so. Uh, I hope you'll find it interesting. I think you will. And that's going to be happening tomorrow morning. All right, so that's the story. And uh, I hope that everybody out there has an opportunity to tune in and enjoy yet another unique difference maker in the Jewish world. Somebody who is uh, certainly uh, doing some interesting things and somebody who... um, who is getting a tremendous amount of attention for good reason. All right, more coming up. It's a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Lonnie Solomon. Off of Simchat Chaim. With Bechol Yom Sheavo. Simcha Liner before that, Ala Kol. You heard Kafal Kaf done by Lipa. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world in the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on our beloved NSN app. Galit's on the background. Prime Minister Netanyahu is in Washington. Prime Minister Netanyahu is in Washington at the Blair House. He is, uh, I assume he's up already and consulting with his advisors, getting ready for the meeting with President Trump on this uh, Tuesday, February the 14th. 29 degrees outside with 22 the wind chill, mostly sunny, a high 42. You shall lie now at 43. We're at 29 here in New York City. Tomorrow, Mayor Kay visits us here at JM in the AM. Mayor Kay tomorrow morning. If you're familiar with his videos, you'll be fascinated by the conversation, I am sure. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM the AM. ליצהל השעשתיים, כנהוד גרף עם מה שקורה עכשיו. דיווחים ראשונים בקוריאה הדרומית. קים ג'ונג נאם, אחיו למחצה של שליט צפון קוריאה, קים ג'ונג און, חוסל במלזיה. על פי אחד הדיווחים, שתי נשים שפעלו בחסות קוריאה הצפונית, הרעילו אותו בנמל התעופה של קוואלה לומפור, בירת מלזיה. מה לעשות שבמשרד הכלכלה הישן לא נותנים לי גישה לאנשים ולטיפול? אז יש... שר לנו, מיד נשמע את השר חיים כץ, והוא מתייחס לקריסת המנוף בבת ים אתמול. שר הרווחה חיים כץ הביע תרעומת על הבירוקרטיה הממשלתית כדבריו, שנובעת מפיצול משרד הכלכלה, ולא מאפשרת לו לטפל בליקויים בענף הבנייה. מה לעשות שבמשרד הכלכלה הישן לא נותנים לי גישה לאנשים ולטיפול? אז יש את הבעיות של הממשלה, שהיא לא עובדת כמו שהיא צריכה לעבוד. השר לשעבר גדעון סער אומר בכנס ירושלים כי כאשר יחזור לחיים הפוליטיים הוא יעשה זאת במפלגת הליכוד. כתבנו יותם לביא שמע אותו. הייתי ממליץ לחבריי לא להיות בחרדה מהדבר הזה לקום מהכיסא. אמרתי שאני לוקח פסק זמן, המשמעות היא שאני אחזור בתנועתי, תנועת הליכוד. מתי זה יקרה? איך זה יקרה? בואו נחכה בסבלנות. בעקבות תחקיר גל"צ, פעילי העבודה מהמגזר הערבי קוראים לחבר הכנסת עמיר פרץ להתפטר מתפקידו. הבוקר פורסם בבוקר טוב ישראל כי במטה של פרץ צירפו למחנה הציוני מתפקדים ערבים ללא ידיעתם. מוחמד אבו אל-היג'יה מהמשמרת הצעירה של המפלגה שוחח עם אבנר הופשטיין ושילה פריד. אני חושב שזה דברים שהם מתחת לכל ביקורת, זה שימוש ציני באוכלוסייה הערבית כדי להגדיל את הכוח של אמיר. לצערי זו גזענות, הוא צריך לקבל על זה אחריות ולהתפטר עכשיו. בתוך כך, בתנועה לאיכות השלטון מבקשים ממזכ"ל העבודה ערן חרמוני להקים ועדה לבחינת תקינות המפקד ולדחות את הבחירות לראשות המפלגה עד לסיום הבדיקה. מנהיג הזרם החרדי הליטאי, הרב אהרון שטיינמן, שוחרר הבוקר במפתיע מבית החולים לאחר שאושפז במשך שבועיים בסכנת חיים. כתבנו אורי איגרא. הרב בן המאה ושלוש חלה בדלקת ריאות חריפה ובזיהומים שונים, כעת השתחרר לביתו אחרי שאושפז בתקופה האחרונה פעמיים, ואף היה בסכנת חיים ממשית. 
בסביבתו עדיין מבקשים לשאת תפילות לרפואתו המלאה. התחזית, הגשם יימשך גם הלילה מצפון הארץ ועד צפון הנגב עם חשש לשיטפונות. מחר סיכוי לשלג בפסגות הרי הצפון. ולסיום, זה לא הגיל, זה התרגיל. הוכרזה הזוכה בפרס ישראל בתחום הספורט, המתעמלת אגנס קלטי, בת ה-96. כתבנו מיכאל האוזר טוב. בגיל המתקדם זוכה קלטי בפרס, זאת הלא פחות מעשר מדליות אולימפיות בהתעמלות מכשירים בהם זכתה תחת הנבחרת ההונגרית וכניסתה להיכל התהילה העולמי של הענף. קלטי ניצולת שואה שעלתה לישראל והייתה ממקימי ענף ההתעמלות בארץ. בנימוקי ועדת הפרס נכתב כי היא אישה יחידה במינה או דמות וחיקוי בקרב כל תלמידותיה בארץ ובעולם שעשתה היסטוריה וחיה בינינו. אלה החדשות שעורכת רון רוזנבוים.
من نبویم تا خورگز یروشالایی
Nachshon Varoba, you heard Shimcha, and then Bayoma Hu off of the uh, brand new album, Ani Yisrael. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Twelve minutes after the hour, Tuesday morning, it's JM in the AM. Today's the day. The Prime Minister of Israel and the uh, President of the United States meet in Washington, D.C. The Prime Minister is here. He has landed, stayed overnight at the Blair House in Washington. Uh, the agenda, I think, is... Uh, is accurate or close to accurate as the Jerusalem Post portrays it. Iran, Syria, two-state solution, etc., etc. Uh, so later on today, he will, um, he meaning the Prime Minister, will meet with the uh, President of the United States. And uh, the uh, certain lawmakers in Israel are continuing to demand that Israel annex areas of uh, Area C, which is under Israeli control. And um, we'll see what happens. Near Barakat, the mayor of Jerusalem said you could expect a building freeze. You could expect the building freeze to be canceled following the Netanyahu trip to Washington. We shall see. Tuesday morning, it's JM in the AM with 29 degrees, mostly sunny, and a high temperature of 42. Uh, don't forget that Mayor K is going to join us tomorrow morning. That's right, Mayor K, who has um, made quite a reputation for himself with videos that have really gone viral. And um, has done some remarkable things, including in his most recent video, uh, inviting homeless people to a Super Bowl party. Really cool. Uh, he'll join us tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM. He's scheduled for tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. So we'll have that for you coming up. Uh, today's a big day as usual for us, Tuesday on our network. Uh, JM Rewind will follow JM in the AM. And today it's a golden opportunity to hear the conversation that I had with Nisim Black, who was in our studio last week. JM Rewind today at 9 a.m. Eastern Time will feature a, a conversation that I had that I had with Nisim Black last week. And also Tuvia Tenenbaum, author of Catch the Jew, who spoke this past uh, Sunday in, uh, in Teaneck, New Jersey. He'll join us, uh, or I should say we'll feature that conversation on JM Rewind from last week. Uh, on the very important topic of anti-Semitism. All right, so we'll have all that coming up for you right here at JM and the AM. And by the way, kudos to uh, our friends at Kedem Royal Wine. Uh, a really nice and um, and the beautiful KFWE kosher food and wine experience last night in Manhattan. Uh, they always put together a great event. Uh, last night, no exception. Incredible wines, delicious food. Um caterers and restaurants from all around the tri-state area. It was really a beautiful evening. So to the KFWE team at Royal Wine Kedem, we salute you and say l'chaim from all of us here at JM in the AM. Here's Shlomo and Michael Chaviv on a Tuesday at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Uh, Michael uh, Shlomo and Michael Chaviv with uh, Asay Mitzvah. Well, it's time for our Yeshiva League sports update, and things are really heating up, to say the least. It is playoff season, um, and Elliot Weiselberg, of course, has the full report. want to give a special shout-out to our friends at Crown Trophy, Mike Feller, and uh, his entire staff up at Crown Trophy, as you know. The uh, trophy that is raised over the heads of the champions this coming March and April, they will be crown trophies. Uh, Mike Feller, thank you for another great season of both the Yeshiva League Sports Update and Court Report, which is on every single Sunday and Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, well, as I said, it's time for our Yeshiva League Sports Update. Elliot Weiselberg is ready, as are we, for the full report. Yeshiva League Sports Update now, right here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. This is it, folks. The last week of the 2016-2017 MYHSAL regular season. In one week from today, the playoff rounds will officially begin and the countdown to the finals will commence. Today on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Update, Heschel Varsity Basketball is undefeated no more. TABC and DRS give us a potential preview of what could be the JV Hockey Championship, and both Varsity and JV Basketball brace for the possibility of an unprecedented finish. All that and more straight ahead. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. The last week of the JV and Varsity Basketball Leagues have left us waiting with bated breath to see how things will fall out. In the Varsity West, Heschel came into the week undefeated, but after clinching the top seeds in the West with a 51-31 win over TABC, the Heat dropped not one, but two games in the past five days. Last Wednesday night, a 42-point first half and four players in double figures helped the Frisch Cougars down Heschel and clinched the West's second seed in the process. Last night, it would be the Hafter Hawks behind 20 from senior Jason Mishkin, knocking off Heschel 68-61. While it doesn't necessarily hurt Heschel in the standings to take those losses, finishing off the season this way certainly doesn't help momentum. The Heat will have a few days to recover as they have a bye in the first round and await their quarterfinal opponent. Unfortunately, we can't even give you a glimpse as to who they might play because that would require us to dive into circumstances never before seen in MYHSBL history. Tonight, should Flatbush defeat Shari Torah and Hank defeat YDE, a team who it only lost to by two points to begin the season, the Varsity East will find itself in a five-way tie for seeds one through five. The teams, DRS, Hank, YDE, Flatbush, and Rombaum would all be tied at 10-4 and four and would presumably finish in that order based on tiebreakers, although that is unconfirmed. Ironically, a similar situation finds itself playing out in the JV Basketball East where, should Mag and David lose two games and North Shore defeat Shari Torah, DRS, Hank, North Shore, YDE, and Mag and David would all find themselves at 7-3 and three and tied for the 2-6 spots in that order in the upcoming playoffs. With so many possibilities, every win and loss can and will shape how the playoffs will shake out in each league. Over to JV Hockey, where the two remaining undefeated teams did battle this past Sunday as TABC hosted DRS. In what might be a preview of yet another classic final between the two schools, the two teams traded goals until midway through the third period when sophomore Ellie Schiff deposited the game-winner into the DRS net for the 3-2 TABC win. Although neither team stood to gain or lose any ground in the standings, the mental edge clearly has to be in TABC's favor should the two meet up again in Lawrence Middle School on March 19th. 
Girls Varsity A and B have just about wrapped up their seasons and have their playoff brackets complete. In Varsity A, Western Division champion SAR will face Heschel, with the winner facing the winner of Central and Maya Note. In the other bracket, Eastern champion Flatbush will battle Hillel for the second year in a row, with the winner meeting Frisch or Ramaz. In Varsity B, undefeated SKA will host fourth-seeded Elon, while Bruria will host Mag and David. Need more Yeshiva League action? Tune to tonight's Encore episode of The Court Report at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. This week we discuss tiebreakers, including the newly instituted strength of schedule and how it will impact certain teams and their playoff placement. Plus, we'll also get you caught up to date on the varsity hockey playoff picture and the really strange situation in girls' JV basketball. All that and more tonight at 7 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. And that was your Tuesday morning Jame the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg.
Off of Sheer Volume Number Two, it's Baruch Levine with the Chulhon here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words: Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. In Masech the Shabbos, in the Babylonian Talmud, Chazal discuss that the mazel under which a person is born, his inherent nature plays a significant role in making every individual different. However, Chazal do not suggest that the person should try to completely change that nature, nor can he change the sign of his muzzle. Rather, the person is advised to make the necessary adjustments in his nature that will channel his energy for Avodah Hashem. For example, if an individual was born under the muzzle of Madim, that would indicate that he has a propensity to spill blood. But Rashi elaborates that this could encompass a murderer as well as a shaykhet or a moyel, meaning that although the individual may be born with a nature to be a shaykh domim, to spill blood, he still has the wherewithal to use this nature for mitzvahs in Avodah Hashem. The Vilna Goyim comments similarly on the Posuk in Mishlei, Chanoich Lenar Al The Vilna Goyim explains that it's very difficult for a person to crush his tendencies. Therefore, one has to direct and guide the individual in the way of mitzvahs, according to his own personal muzzle in nature. This will ensure that he will continue on that path even when he gets older, and he won't digress. However, if one forces the individual to thoroughly fight his nature, he will heed out of fear. However, later, once he's free and no longer repressed, he's going to stray because it's impossible for him to wipe out his muzzle. The differences between people manifest themselves in many different ways. For example, one person delves into Limut Torah, into learning. He studies in great depth. The second one learns Bikiyas. He covers a lot of ground. One person is inclined to learn Halacha, Law. The other person learns Agarata. These are examples of Limud HaTorah. And it's impossible for us to measure the value of each course. The achievement of Bracha is when a person is successful in that area of Torah to which he is drawn. We learn in the Talmud, in the Tractate of Sanhedrin, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi asks of the Mashiach, It is written in Daniel, Behold, he came with the clouds of heaven, Yet, in Tzchaya we read, he'll be poor and riding on a donkey. Which one is correct? If B'nai Yisrael merits it, he will come with the clouds of heaven. If Klai Yisrael does not merit it, he will be poor and ride on a donkey. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. on a Tuesday. I apologize for that little musical... Uh, <laughs> overlay uh, while Rabbi Goldwasser was speaking. Sorry about that. Uh, J.M. and the A.M. and uh, a couple of things. First of all, I didn't realize that earlier I misidentified Nisim, according to one of our listeners. It is Nisim Black, of course, uh, who is on J.M. Rewind coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, my interview with him from last week. Tovia Tenenbaum as well uh, on the subject of anti-Semitism. If you missed any of it uh, last week, you have J.M. Rewind coming at you at 9 o'clock this morning an opportunity to really catch up on some uh, fascinating conversations. 
Tonight is an encore presentation of Court Report with Elliot Weiselberg, all about the Yeshiva League with the hockey, basketball, etc. Starts at 7 o'clock Eastern time here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And again, a reminder, tomorrow, Mayor Kay, a gentleman who has um, certainly made his mark with viral videos, including his last one, or his most recent one, I should say, which uh, depicted him inviting and then celebrating with homeless people at a um, Super Bowl party. Uh, he'll be in our studio tomorrow morning. We are very much looking forward to that visit. Mayor Kay uh, coming into JM in the AM. That should be a lot of fun and a very interesting encounter, to say the least. All right, so get ready for that. Uh, Tuesday morning here at JM in the AM. Sari Khan is with us live via telephone. Uh, she is director of NCSY's Camp Ma'or. And uh, NCSY Camp Ma'or is uh, getting ready for an amazing 2017 season. And uh, they want to make sure that everybody out there knows about Camp Ma'or. Uh, you can learn more and register by going to summer.ncsy.org. Summer.ncsy.org. Uh, Mrs. Sari Khan, director of Camp Ma'or, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, thank you. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you. A pleasure. And uh, we know that the OU and NCSY deals with a lot of different summer programs. Many of them specialize in certain areas. Give us a little bit of background, uh, what areas Camp Ma'or is providing for our children. Camp Ma'or is a performing arts sleepaway camp where we work with girls who come from around the world on honing their skills in voice, theater, film, and dance. And we also work on the visual arts. This did not exist uh, in our community before Camar came around, correct? Yes, there have been very, very small programs that have existed in the past. Uh, you know, like a two-week program here and there, but our camp is an all-encompassing sleepaway camp where our campers can go swimming and play sports and have fun night activities, as well as have an opportunity to focus on their passions in the arts. Sari Khan is with us, directs the NCSY uh, Camp Ma'or. Um, the, the, uh, so you, as, as you said, you know, uh, all the different sports, swimming, etc., is taken care of, regular camp atmosphere, so to speak. But there's this emphasis on all the different performing arts how how important is it especially in our community which generally does not encourage this among young ladies how important is it uh, for those who take advantage of this program uh, to come and be part of this uh, unique experience I feel this is crucial for ourselves today this is a program where our campers grow they gain in self-confidence and self-esteem the arts. They make forever friends because they meet friends from across the world who have similar interests as them. A lot of our campers go to schools where they like this and we're not looking to create Broadway actresses here who are from. We are looking to give these girls self-confidence and self-esteem through the arts, which I believe is necessary for any from girl nowadays whatever she'll want to do in her life. So when it comes to voice and dance and film and theater, and I believe you mentioned a couple others as well, 
Uh, Cam Maar is there uh, ready to uh, guide these young ladies through an incredible summer of training and, as you said, uh, through an incredible summer of building self-esteem and gaining self-confidence. The um, And you really answered the question, but I'm going to ask it more directly anyway. Uh, no one's expecting, especially in our community, no one's expecting that these young ladies are going to end up, as you say, on Broadway or, uh, you know, in some type of uh, public arena, um, uh, you know, using using these skills. Nonetheless, uh, you would say this is a critical program and important for them to hone these skills. Some might say, you know, don't let them head in that direction for fear of what may end up happening. You're saying just the opposite. Let them demonstrate these skills and, you know, build their self-confidence in that manner. Definitely. You know, there are, unfortunately, uh, girls that, you know, have had this conflict where they wanted to pursue the arts and they were told not to and then, you know, had issues with from kite. But to come to our program where they can learn Torah and be engaged in an active Torah program while studying the arts, where the program follows Kol Isha and Sneas and is making sure that everything is being learned in the right environment, then we have girls who can soar in the future, who knows what they'll be able to do and accomplish because they've learned these skills in the right environment and, again, have been able to develop this self-confidence and self-esteem with amazing professionals. We bring directors from Broadway. We bring Rockettes. We bring high, the highest level professionals to our program who teach these girls the arts. And because they're working with these types of professionals in the right environment, what they gain in one summer with us is really life-changing. Where is the camp located? We're located in the Poconos on a beautiful campus uh, where, you know, the roads are paved on our campus. Uh, we have a beautiful lake the girls get to swim in. Uh, it, it's really, you know, a beautiful environment to work on oneself and to, you know, leave really with a very, very beautiful uh, experience. And, and I'm assuming that this is mostly for high school girls or is it open to other ages as well? We start young, just like all the other sleepaway camps. Uh, a girl who is coming out of fourth grade wow. and going into 10th grade can come, you know, all the way to going into 10th grade can come to our program. We're launching this summer for current 9th and 10th graders, our leadership cohort, which is specifically for these older girls, where they work with a professional on developing their own unique show that they'll be working on the behind-the-scenes aspects of the show as well as the in front of the scenes aspects of the show. They'll be starring in the show, and they'll be learning in leadership skills like brainstorming with the team and, you know, uh, expressing their ideas with the team and really, you know, soaring after this program as, as a leader. Mrs. Sari Khan is director of NCSY's Camp Ma'or. Young ladies out there, uh, fourth through tenth grade. Pretty amazing. Fourth through tenth grade are invited to check it out. Uh, summer.ncsy.org. Summer.ncsy.org. Mrs. Khan, do you want to give out any other type of uh, information line or website or anything else aside from that one? 
Uh, we're also very active on Facebook, Maor Performing Arts Summer Program. And I just wanted to say hi to all my campers out there who are listening this morning. Have a great day in school. Yes, yes, yes. And get ready for a wonderful summer, right? <laughs> yes. We're, we're gearing up for something very special and exciting this summer. Well, you're doing something unique, something different, and something really necessary. And I know a lot of parents out there are very thankful to you. So continued good luck, and I hope a lot of people call and take advantage of your program. Thank you. Camp Ma'ar, uh, Sari Khan is the director. You're invited to check it out, summer.ncsy.org. If you are in the 4th through 10th grade, if you're a young lady in those grades, and you want to explore voice, dance, film, theater, and many other uh, different types of the arts, in addition to sports and swimming and Torah study, etc., then Camp Ma'ar should be on your list, summer.ncsy.org, summer.ncsy.org. Plenty more coming up. Guess what? It is a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
Simcha Liner from Liner Live in Odessa. Melech Shochenad. Nice selection. Tuesday morning, 29 degrees, mostly sunny and a high of 42. Hello to everybody around the world. Thanks for listening in to JM in the AM, no matter where you are. It's much appreciated. Don't forget JM Rewind coming up at 9 o'clock. Nisim Black, Tovia Tenenbaum. We'll revisit those conversations. A couple of really good ones from uh, recent editions of JM in the AM. Uh, Mayor Kay visits us tomorrow. Mayor Kay, who has uh, certainly made a name for himself when it comes to uh, viral videos and doing things that are unique, especially vis-a-vis the Jewish community. Uh, he'll join us tomorrow uh, here in studio at JM in the AM. Speak to our friends from Sinai coming up in hour number three this morning. They've got a big dinner happening. Uh, so I want to thank Only Simchas, our friends at OnlySimchas.com. They uh, went ahead and um, posted an article about the uh, Nahum Siegel Network's Yoni Pollock. Yoni Pollock, who is a... Uh, well, you'll hear in a minute him describe what he does here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Um, he was on a Wheel of Fortune the other night. And as the uh, only Simcha's news puts it, Orthodox Jew wins big on Wheel of Fortune. Here's what it sounded like when he first was introduced by Pat Sajak. Those of you familiar with the Wheel of Fortune uh, program, uh, Pat Sajak is the one who does all the uh, introducing. He presides over the proceedings there at Wheel of Fortune. Here's what it sounded like. Thank you. Uh, Yoni Pollock is here, right? Yes. From uh, New York City, which is in New York, I believe. New York City, originally from Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I see. And uh, what do you do now in New York? I'm a network coordinator at a digital network where I do some on-air talent, some producing, some editing, as much as I could do, logistics, everything. And there's more than one of you. There's more than I have a twin brother, correct? Yeah. It's nice to beat up on someone as a child. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> good. Uh, well, it's good to have you here. And we've well, there he is. Yoni Pollock. I think I heard him say Nahum Single Network. Didn't I hear that? Or was I imagining that? But he certainly went through his job description pretty well, I'll tell you that much. So congratulations to our very own Yoni Pollock, a recent um, winner, recent big winner on Wheel of Fortune. And um, that gives me the opportunity to also um, congratulate a gentleman, Natanel Pillay, Natanel Pillay from Yeshiva University and from Teaneck, New Jersey, apparently did very well. I, didn't, I haven't seen this episode yet, but apparently did very well last night. In the Jeopardy competition. So, um, congratulations and the Mazal Tov to all the, uh, to all the big winners who are representing our community well in, um, unusual situations or in different situations, I should say. Tuesday morning at JM and the AM, plenty more coming up. Kudos to our friends at Royal Wine, uh, the Ketem Corporation for an incredible KFWE, the amazing kosher food and wine experience. I saw Leon Goldenberg there last night. Leon tells me the Shoot for Shalom tournament went really well. So a big yeshikach to those who were shooting for Shalom this past uh, Sunday. It is much appreciated, believe you me. Much, much appreciated. I don't know if we'll get to our concert tickets today, uh, either today or tomorrow. We'll get to some uh, ticket giveaways as we've got uh, some really nice concerts going on in the Jewish world uh, over the weekend, over the next few days. And again, we will uh, get to uh, some of those ticket giveaways either later today or at some point tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. This comes from the uh, NCSY Bencher app. Uh, it's called Bill Vovey at JM in the AM. Bill Vovey, 
from the NCSY Venture app. That is Bill Vovey here on a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at com on the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, everybody out there has an opportunity on Sunday, February the 26th to support the incredible work of the Sinai schools. Um... There are so many things to be said about Sinai, and they've been around so long and doing such a great job. And we are joined this morning by two fabulous guests. Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax is the dean of the Sinai schools. Rabbi Rothwax, good morning, and thank you for joining us. Good morning. Pleasure to have you on the air. Rabbi Chaim Jachter is one of the honorees. Rabbi Jachter is the rabbi of Congregation Shari Ora. The Sephardic Congregation of Teaneck, New Jersey. He's also a very popular Rebbe at TABC, which I could tell you I know from firsthand experience. He's a Dayan on the Beisden of uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey, member of RCA's uh, Halacha Committee, and the chair of the Aguna Council of America. He is uh, one of the honorees. He and his wife, uh, this coming Sunday, uh, this coming, I should say, February the 26th, which is a Sunday, at the Glen Point Marriott Hotel in Teaneck, New Jersey. Um, Rabbi Chaim and Malka Jachter of Teaneck, New Jersey are among the honorees. Rabbi Jachter, welcome to JM and the AM as well. Good morning, now. Pleasure to speak to you both. All right, Rothwax, uh, the, and, I, and I've, I've encountered this so many times over the last few weeks. <laughs> the, the, the word Sinai coming up in conversation and parents lauding the incredible work that's being done and the schools that are participating, etc., etc. Could you give this audience, Rabbi Rothwax, an overview, a little bit of uh, of history of the Sinai schools and its organization? Sure. Uh, we've been around for 35 years. and uh, started in a small class in Hebrew Youth Academy, which is now Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy. And as the needs of the community grew, so did we. So currently we're serving over 150 kids 
in six different schools. Each one of our schools is housed within a uh, mainstream yeshiva day school with whom we partner to provide an inclusive Jewish special education for kids who typically wouldn't have that opportunity. So we have uh, we have partnerships with two elementary schools, Joseph Christian Hebrew Academy, as I mentioned, and with the uh, Roosevelt Yeshiva of North Jersey, RYNJ, and, of course, uh, our high schools, TABC and Maya Note, and the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School, and, uh, and Hecha HaTorah as well. And we actually just announced that we will be partnering with SAR in the fall of 2018 to, uh, to start a, a school with them in Riverdale, which is very exciting. Well, and you continue to grow. And that's just on the elementary school side, right? Oh, no, excuse uh, me. You, I, you, I, right. you mentioned TABC, Maya Note, I'm sorry. Right. No. <laughs> so you have the, the elementary school side and the high school side. You put it all together, and you have a program that's servicing 150 youngsters in our community and doing an amazing job at it. Rabbi Jack, there, is there a way for you to describe uh, what parents would be going through if Sinai did not exist? It can. It's. Uh, it, it would be a nightmare scenario. Uh, the, uh, let me emphasize the positive. My daughter Chaiti Pola is able to read Hebrew and English, despite the fact that she has Down syndrome. She's been in Sinai since elementary school. She's now in high school. She's been since actually since first grade. She can read Hebrew. She can read English. When we sit and talk about the parsha at Shabbos table, she's a full participant, and I mean a full vigorous participant. <laughs> she's a full vigorous participant it's been all religious aspects. All of this is possible only because of the huge investment that Sinai makes in Chaitipara. Uh, Rabbi Rothwax, what Rabbi Jackter just described, we could hear this from, from hundreds of parents, right? Uh, we sure do. You know, we, we found that uh, parents really shortly after their, their children join us, and, and, and I should say that it often is, is hard for parents to make that call and for them to um, enroll their kids in our school for lots of different reasons. Um, sometimes our school is not so close to where they live, uh, or financial reasons, or stigma, or lots of reasons. And, and when they finally make that, uh, take that leap and they enroll their kids in our school, we often hear... Um, you know, within a week or two of that first day of school, my kid is a different kid, finally in a place where they, people understand him or her and where they can be their, their own and they can finally feel like they're learning and look forward to going to school. And that's a refrain that we hear uh, very, very often. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, Sunday, February the 26th, at the Glen Point Marriott Hotel in Teaneck, New Jersey, everybody, that's when the dinner is taking place for Sinai. Everybody out there is encouraged to be there. We'll go through the entire list of honorees in just a few minutes, but please, especially if you have to tune out to get to work, whatever the case may be in the next few minutes, please make sure to log on to SinaiDinner.org, SinaiDinner.org, and participate this year. You know, Rabbi Jack, you have a unique perspective, or some might say, you know, two unique perspectives, because you just told us, about what it's like as a parent and seeing uh, Sinai accomplish what they can with your child and others. Uh, but you also see it as part of the greater picture at TABC, uh, part of the uh, Sinai children being part of a large school environment. Uh, what, what is your perspective on what it's doing for the Sinai students and what the whole experience does for the average TABC student? What I would say is that what Sinai does for 
its own students and for our daughter uh, amongst the, uh, all the many students. It does even more. It does even more for the schools for the whole schools. I can see for 22 years now that I'm in TABC, I see what it does for TABC. It impacts the boys so positively. Uh, you have teenage boys that have their own struggles and their own growth, and yet you see these boys reaching out, helping these children. They become kinder. They become more sensitive and they become much, much better Jews and people as a result of the ongoing chesed that you see that permeates the building, all because of Sinai. It's unbelievable. Rabbi Rothwax, we had an opportunity to uh, speak about the honorees for that night. We mentioned Rabbi Chaim and Malka Jachter. Of course, Rabbi Jachter is with us as we speak. They're from Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, in addition to the Jachters, Adam and Ilana Chill of New Rochelle, Moshe and Esther Michelle of Englewood, New Jersey, and Moshe and Orit Zarnist of Fairlawn, New Jersey, are all going to be recognized that night. A word about the honorees, Rabbi Rothwax. Sure. Well, I think you, you've uh, already spoken about Rabbi and Mrs. Jackter. So, yeah. but but we are we are really really grateful for you know, putting themselves out there for us. As you mentioned, that they are uh, mainstays in the community, well respected, um, and we've had a very personal uh, and intimate relationship over the last uh, ten years or so um, with uh, trying to provide services for Chayt Zipporah, and I can think of no no better. Uh, honoree, more, more deserving honoree than them. Uh, we are uh, also honoring Adam and Alana Chill, who are from New Rochelle and who are relatively new parents to Sinai. Uh, this is the second year of their son, Sam, attending our school at TABC. Um, and they, send, they, they live in New Rochelle, and they send their younger kids to uh, SAR. And... Uh, they, the way they describe is that the two loves of their lives, um, Sinai and SAR, uh, you know, they're so excited to have them uh, join together and join their forces and, and be partners. And they, they wanted to be active in, in making that happen. So we're grateful for them to, uh, to also, uh, you know, be our ambassadors and spread the word about our relationship with, with SAR. Um, Moshe and Esther Michelle um, from Englewood, New Jersey, um, really have a different story. They've been uh, quiet supporters of ours for a very long time. Um, they don't have uh, a child in the school, as our first two honorees do, um, but nonetheless recognize how important it is for everybody uh, to, uh, to support our school. In fact, when you come to our dinner, we have uh, 850 plus uh, people at the dinner, and uh, very few of them. Maybe we have uh, two, three tables of, uh, of parents, um, and, but really most of the people in our at dinner are people from the local community who just recognize that this is something that is uh, important. It defines our community, um, and Moshe and Esther and Michelle are certainly leading that cause. And of course, of course Moshe and Orizu Zarnest from Fairlawn. Uh, my hometown, uh, are, are telling also a little bit of a different story. There are also uh, people who don't have kids in our school, um, but are, are young leaders in the community, leaders in many ways, and have taken it upon themselves to try to attract some of the young crowd. Fairlawn, uh, thank God, is, uh, is, is a burgeoning community with uh, lots of new families going, and the Zarnests are, are leaders in lots of uh, ways there, and so they're 
they're serving as ambassadors of ours to help uh, to help spread the word. Rabbi Israel Rothwax, he's dean of the Sinai Schools. He and uh, all of us invite you to participate in a wonderful community-wide dinner. It's Sunday, February the 26th at the Glen Point Marriott Hotel in Teaneck, New Jersey. The buffet at 4.45, the program at 6.30. It's a unique opportunity to support the amazing work of the Sinai Schools and to really help uh, a uh, an incredible uh, 35-year-old program uh, that is as exuberant and as um, uh, incredible as ever. Uh, go to SinaiDinner.org. Go to SinaiDinner.org. By the way, the dinner program that night will include a feature short documentary entitled Jacob's Footprints. The film tells the story of Jacob Adler, a young man with cerebral palsy who has been at Sinai since first grade. He's known for his enthusiastic, friendly nature and unwavering positivity. He's an inspiration to everyone who knows him. Rabbi Rothwax, I assume this is going to be a big highlight at the dinner this year. It, it is a highlight. You know, people have come to look forward to our dinner for lots of reasons, and one of which is, uh, is, is, is our films. And um, Jacob is somebody that is probably many of your listeners are familiar with because he, he touches people in many different communities and from many walks of, uh, of, you know, of life, both in terms of his summer experiences and, uh, and his friends in TNEC and the ABC community. Um, and he's famous. He's famous because he's, uh, he's a child that obviously um, has his physical difficulties but has um, really persevered in so many ways and has demonstrated, as, you'll, we, as we will show in the, in the film, he's demonstrated to his peers what it means to live, live a full life and what the important things in life are. So we hope to uh, share that story with, with our guests. All right, that's called Jacob's Footprints. will be shown as part of the program at the night of uh, the Sinai Dinner, Sunday, February the 26th. Go to SinaiDinner.org, SinaiDinner.org. Rabbi Jackter, anything else you'd like to add to uh, remind this audience how important this uh, big dinner is coming up? I, I want to share with you an incredible story. This past Thursday, yeshiva students all over the uh, elementary, all over the metropolitan area were thrilled at having a snow day. Not my daughter, Chai Tsipora, was at Sinai. She was upset that she didn't have school. Can you imagine that? A child who is upset that she does not have school. She loves Sinai so much. She was so happy the next day, Friday, when there was school. She asked me in the morning, she woke up, do we have school today? Do we have school today? She's so happy to go. I will say that Sinai for the last 10 years has exceeded our expectations, has greatly exceeded our expectations. And I want to share just one idea of what Sinai does for the community. You can't imagine the finances for Sinai. It is an incredibly expensive program to run such a, to provide such services for these children in great need. It's a great expense, and it's beyond the financial capabilities of most families. But the fact that the community comes out in such strength for the for the Sinai dinner, no other dinner compares to the to the Sinai dinner. It is the top dinner in the in the New York metropolitan area. The fact that the community comes out in such strong support of Sinai shows the high quality of the community. It shows there's compassion and there's concern and there's support even for the most vulnerable, the most needy of all our children. Amazing. Rabbi Rothwax, any other reminders as people go to SinaiDinner.org to place their reservations? Just that, you know, part of the reason why we're able to do what, not part of, the reason why we're able to do what we do and um, not just reach these kids, but also to be able to do 
to do so in uh, in an increasingly better way over, over time and to um, to improve the quality of the services that we're providing is because of the unwavering support of our community. And no one should think that uh, their few dollars doesn't make a difference because it all adds up to allow us to say yes to children to whom otherwise we would not be able to do so. No question about please, it. Please come out and support us. Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax, Dean of Sinai Schools, Rabbi Chaim Jackter is the Rabbi of Congregation Shari Ora, and a very popular Rebbe, as we know, excuse me, at TABC. They, they encourage everybody to go to the website, sinaidinner.org, and to place a reservation today. The dinner is February the 26th. We say Mazal Tov. Rabbi Chaim and Malka Jackter, to Adam and Ilana Chill, to Moshe and Esther Michelle, and to Moshe and Arid Zarnist. Again, SinaiDinner.org, SinaiDinner.org. Rabbis, thank you so much. Enjoy your day, and I hope it's a very, very successful dinner on the 26th. Thank you very thank you, much. Malcolm. More coming up. It's a Tuesday at JM in the AM. We'll dedicate this song to those who are heading out to KFWELA. Those who are heading to the Kosher Food and Wine Experience for tonight in Los Angeles. or Tonight or tomorrow? I think it might be tomorrow. For tomorrow in Los Angeles, this is for you from JM and the AM.
Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See Saviv, Mordechai Ben David and Company off of the uh, Sheer Volume Number Two CD. Well, we're trying to get a hold of. Uh, we're, us- we're using every resource we can at the moment to get a hold of uh, the Prime Minister's schedule for today, so people can at least be aware of what to look out for as you go through today. Um. On our app, someone writes, Regards from Rachel Leah, a proud Sinai graduate of 2006. All right. Thank you. We have a lot of Sinai graduates in this audience, I'm proud to say. Last night, I'm at the uh, Kosher Food and Wine Experience. A listener comes up to me and says, Back in 2014, you told everybody day after day how we must travel to Israel. It was the Gaza War, and we went to Israel. Now you're telling everybody we must be there for the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem, so we're going. And that was great to hear. Mizrahi World Movement has the mega mission of a lifetime going on, celebrating 50 years of a reunited Jerusalem. It is happening the week of May 22nd, as you know. You can go earlier, you could stay later, you could stay for Shavuos if you wish. Details, etc. To book your tour, to join us as we broadcast from Israel the week of Yom Yerushalayim. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Mizrahi.org slash YY50 for information. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Young Israel of Manhattan has their 38th annual concert. Mordechai Shapiro and Ellie Marcus is coming Saturday night beginning at 845 at the Seward Park High School, 350 Grand Street here in Lower Manhattan. I thought we would do tickets today. I think we'll wait for tomorrow. Still not sure. Maybe we'll do some today. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, <laughs> for your ticket information, 212-460-9450, 212-460-9450 for information. By the way, speaking of concerts, uh, Rutgers Hillel has the return of Safam to Rutgers on March 5th. Yeah, keep that in mind. Um, Safam coming to Rutgers on March 5th, which is pretty cool. They are amazing. Speaking of March 5th, the Chazdei Soul to Soul event has been announced. Avram Fried is going to be bringing the house down on Sunday, March 5th at the Brooklyn School of Music at 883 Claussen Avenue between President and Union Streets. Information, you can go to 347-688-SOUL, 347-688-SOUL for information on that. Tomorrow night, Manhattan Day School presents Stand with Israel. The MDS Israel Advocacy Team presents What Can You Do for Israel? Tomorrow night, 7.30 at Manhattan Day School. That's pretty cool. 26th of February is the Achiezer Dinner, happening at 6.30 p.m. at the Bay Harbor Mall on Rockaway Turnpike. 516-791-4444 or achiezer.org for information. Achiezer.org for information on that. A couple of other items in our community calendar, I believe. Uh, Yeshivat Nitivot Montessori presents 8th Day 
Sunday, February the 19th at the Magistro Performing Arts Center on Ruse Lane in East Brunswick. This is happening uh, this coming Sunday at 2.30 p.m. Eighth day for Yeshivat Netivot Montessori. Starting at 2.30 p.m. this coming Sunday. Eighth day is amazing. They'll be in East Brunswick this coming Sunday. I believe we have tickets coming up to that tomorrow as well, if I'm not mistaken. So get ready for that. Yeah, lots of tickets, thank God. Legal holiday shear at the Bialystoker Synagogue this coming Monday at 9.30 in the morning. by Dr. David Horowitz on the blind and seeing impaired, I assume means visually impaired, in halacha. The blind and visually impaired in halacha. Men and women invited. A light breakfast will be served. That's happening at the Bialystoker Shul, Lower East Side of Manhattan, this coming Monday for the legal holiday shear. More coming up. It's JM in the AM with Ellie Marcus. <laughs>
Billy Marcus. He's in a concert with uh, Mordechai Shapiro this coming Saturday night. The 38th annual concert for the Young Israel of Manhattan starts at 845 this coming Saturday night at Seward Park High School, 350 Grand Street in New York City. We'll have tickets for you maybe even today. So earlier this morning, just a few minutes ago actually, we concluded a conversation with um, Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax, a dean of Sinai, and Rabbi Chaim Jachter, uh, he and his wife Malka, are honorees at the Sinai Dinner February the 26th. And again, we encourage everybody to go to SinaiDinner.org, SinaiDinner.org, to um, place a reservation and support the incredible work of Sinai. There is a song that we've done in the past on this radio show that usually we do at the um, conclusion of the interview. But I neglected to do that this morning, so I'd like to do it now. In honor of all the honorees for the February 26th dinner in Teaneck, New Jersey, for the Sinai schools, this is called The Arms of Sinai. Here it is for you at JM in the AM. For you, 
child Filled with hope and joy Cause they embrace you What a change in you In the open arms The arms of Sinai Wanted Oh, 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 oh,
That's Mordechai Shapiro. He's part of the lineup this coming Saturday night for the Young Israel of Manhattan. He and Ellie Marcus will be performing at the Seward Park High School uh, starting at 845 at 350 Grand Street here in Lower Manhattan. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, beautiful Arms of Sinai selection dedicated to the Incredible people at the Sinai schools. The dinner coming up February the 26th. Go to SinaiDinner.org. SinaiDinner.org. A beautiful song. Glad we were able to get that in this morning after our Sinai interview from earlier on. Jacob Kornblue is with us live via telephone. He is political correspondent for the Jewish Insider. Uh, you see him very often uh, covering stories, especially... Uh, in New York and Washington, Jacob Cornblue, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum Siegel. Good morning to you, sir. So I've been trying to um, to find out, uh, d- d- delving into a couple of different sources, uh, what the general schedule of the Prime Minister of Israel will be today in Washington, D.C. Is there anything you could tell us that would shed some light on what the, uh, the Netanyahu-Trump summit uh, will be schedule-wise? Oh, well, the Prime Minister today is huddling with his advisors uh, to make sure that uh, with an unpredictable president like Donald Trump, that nothing goes sour during the meeting. Yeah, obviously, they'll have a meeting. Uh, the schedule is not out. Uh, it's uh, yet to be determined if they will have a working lunch, but they will... Uh, uh, do a joint press conference and take questions from reporters. And for Prime Minister Netanyahu, it is very important that, at least in public, uh, they present a no-gap, uh, no-daylight between the two countries and at least embrace each other uh, as if uh, a new chapter in the U.S.-Israel relationship. Netanyahu is also expected to meet with Rex Tillerson, who is Secretary of State, but has no uh, previous uh, relationship with the Israeli leadership. Uh, uh, Overall, it seems that Netanyahu has a large uh, shopping list, a big shopping list, uh, and is looking to at least get the president uh, on one page when it comes to Iran's behavior in the region. Uh, Obviously, the Iran deal is on the agenda, but nobody expects the president to rip up the deal. Uh, at least in public, he never committed to do that other than uh, in a uh, TV interview uh, a year ago. So uh, settlements, the Middle East peace process, uh, Hezbollah, Syria, and uh, the Iran deal will be on the agenda. What, what? And based yeah. on previous visits, at least uh, in public, it looks like it will be a smooth uh, meeting, uh, full of smiles and handshakes and so on. All right, so I guess we can expect that at some point, you know, in the middle of the day, so to speak, some type of encounter between the two of them that all of us will follow closely. But is it a fact, and I'm sorry to question you, but I'm just so curious, as a candidate, he only one time went ahead and declared that he would rip up the Iran deal? Yes, uh, it was, I think... In, at a rally or in a TV interview. Other, um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know the exact wording off by heart, but when he addressed APEC, which was a scripted speech 
uh, on a teleprompter written by Jared Kushner and some of his aides, he said he'll terminate uh, the deal but gave no specifics. Otherwise, uh, he went on at almost every rally to criticize the deal, to say it's a bad deal. But when asked, when asked uh, on specifics, he never gave a clear answer. He always talked about the $150 billion that America gave, which is not necessarily true because uh, all America did was uh, release freeze assets from uh, uh, a disputed right. uh, 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 three decades ago. Uh, so, again, uh, President Trump hasn't laid out, uh, at least when it comes to the Middle East, a clear plan on what he plans to do if it's even on the Israeli-Palestinian uh, front. When he gave that speech at APEC, obviously he said he's going to move the embassy to Jerusalem, and according to reports, he was ready to do that on inauguration day, but he dialed it back uh, after speaking with leaders in the region. And obviously Israel might not be pushing for it because Netanyahu uh, rather have a commitment of the president to build in large settlement blocks, or at least get on one page when it comes to the Iran deal. Jacob Kornblu with us, political correspondent for Jewish Insider. Well, you just cited the story that you um, that you shared today uh, with your readers, uh, and a Haaretz story about Senator Bob Corker um, declaring that uh, President Trump was ready to move the embassy and make the declaration literally within seconds after being inaugurated. Is there any... I don't know, is there any further word or any way to substantiate how close the president was to to doing that? Or is that just, you know, Bob Corker saying that, you know, he was so enthusiastic about it, meaning the president, that some thought he might do it right away? No, I, I mean, Bob Corker is very close to the president. Uh, during the campaign, he was a very close advisor. And when it comes to Israel, he, he's not looking to bluff because he was seen as the least favorite to become uh, Secretary of State from an Israel standpoint. Uh, obviously, he's chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, so he has a broad understanding. But from conversations I had with Trump age uh, after he got elected and moving into transition period, this was clearly something that they were planning to do as a dramatic statement that uh, there's a new shift in tone uh, on the U.S.-Israel uh, relationship. And don't forget that uh, he appointed one of his closest Jewish advisors, David Friedman, as ambassador uh, to Israel. And he declared in his statement that went out uh, through the Trump transition team that he'll work out of Jerusalem. So obviously it was planned to be rolled out uh, in the near future. Uh, what happened is, one, uh, President Trump is unpredictable. He right. can change his mind very fast. And two, he spoke to King Abdullah from Jordan, who is an ally of the United States, but also an ally of Israel. He's not an enemy of Israel. Right. Uh, obviously, he has his reservations, and other Gulf states in the region also have their reservations, and they are looking to maintain warm ties with Israel uh, uh, somewhat to go public in the near future, and they don't want to see uh, protests in the streets or turmoil in the Middle East, which is, uh, at least as of now, so unstable. So I guess uh, 
and again, you never know. We can wake up tomorrow morning or watch the press conference with Netanyahu tomorrow, and suddenly Trump will come up with a statement that he is moving the embassy to Jerusalem. He's totally unpredictable. Yeah, the only predictability is his unpredictability. Um, uh, where are you spending the day? In what city are you spending today? Well, I'm flying off to Miami because since January 20, I've not gotten any sleep. <laughs> and so I'm looking forward to at least a nap or two at the beach. And do we still uh, do we still find you in City Hall with all the expanded interest that you've shown your readers uh, in what's happening nationally and internationally? Are you still being found in New York's City Hall on a regular basis? Yes, uh, uh, obviously I'll be focusing on local and national issues, and we have an election coming up. Uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio is running for re-election. We have a city council election, uh, 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 an election for speak of the city council, and these will be of very interest to uh, uh, your listeners because oh, yeah. there's always a Jewish angle to these stories. So obviously I'll be monitoring and reporting uh, uh, of City Hall, but I'm not, I don't have my residence in City Hall, and obviously, with all that's going on, I do not intend to spend too much time in Washington, D.C. I think there was a time when the mayor of New York thought you had residence in City Hall, by the way. Jacob Cornblue, thank you, political correspondent for Jewish Insider. Thank you so much for your insight, and enjoy your day down there in Miami. Have a good day, Malcolm. There he is, Jacob Cornblue. Uh, a little bit of a perspective on the, uh, on the Netanyahu Trump meeting, and um, a little, a little bit more clarity on this whole story that we uh, discovered about the uh, desire of President Trump to move the embassy within seconds of his inauguration back on January twentieth. Tuesday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up at JM and the AM.
time, I want to uh, take a word from our uh, app comments and give a special shout-out to David and Rachel Schenkler. David and Rachel Schenkler are making Aliyah today. Mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM.
As done by the uh, folks at Eighth Day. Benny Freeman before that with Light or Fill the World with Light. Yitzchak Fuchs in there with Ksufim off of the uh, CD entitled Miyad Migalim. Tuesday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Don't forget, JM Rewind is coming up next, which means if you're at NachumSiegel.com or on the NSN app, you can listen to our conversation with Orthodox Jewish rapper Nisim that happened last week. It was a big hit, I must say. Um, those of you out there who haven't yet heard it, Check it out by listening into JM Rewind coming up uh, next between 9 and 10 Eastern time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, Tuvia Tenenbaum will also be on. That was the conversation we had about anti-Semitism before his appearance at uh, Congregation Renat Yisrael in Teaneck, New Jersey, you may recall. So I strongly suggest you stay tuned into the Nahum Siegel Network for all of that. Uh, plenty going on that you need to know about. And um, we wish the best of luck to the Prime Minister of Israel. He is here today in the United States, in Washington, to meet with President Trump. Let's hope all goes well. We wish the Prime Minister the best of luck from all of us here at JM in the AM. Achim Israel and Achim Achim, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on our beloved NSN app. And that will wrap up an amazing Tuesday here at JMDM. Don't forget Mayor K, Mayor K, whose videos seem to always go viral, and certainly his most recent one about inviting the homeless to a Super Bowl party certainly went viral. Mayor K visits JM and the AM tomorrow morning right here in New York City. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Tuesday. JM Rewind is next. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.